fellow survivors, Vault 76ers, patriotic Americans. This is Lieutenant Colonel Valeria of the New Enclave. Follow our stories as our cast of characters emerge from the White Springs bunker to face an uncertain future in an Appalachia overrun with monsters. But as I always say, the wasteland isn't going to tame itself. Join us here on the Modus Files. We can be found on any Enclave sanctioned network, including Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and more. Keep your pit boys handy and listen for further instructions. Valeria out. This is Charlie Transmutation coming to you with another PSA announcement. Spay and neuter your ducks because they're assholes and I'm a cat, that's why. Okay, bye! Welcome to the Fumbling Four and the Almighty Crit. I am the Almighty Crit, Aaron, your DM for this game. And we are going to be exploring a wonderful magical world of homebrew D&D. Everything in between. So we're going to introduce our first character and player, Mark. Well, I, I got a question. Is there a reason why you sound pompous? <laughs> because curious. I'm a dick. My name's Mark. I'm playing <laughs> the quite literally Iron Chef. Uh, Gaston Valjean. Uh, he's quite literally an Iron Chef because he is a living suit of armor. Um, <clears throat> fun fact about myself: uh, I live in the Covered Bridge, capital of America. Quite that's, boring. That's not fun at all. There's just a lot of old bridges with ten roofs. <laughs> it is for women who love shopping. That's true. There's a lot of shoppers. Oh, goodness. All right, Daniel. All right, my name's Daniel. I'm playing the Mousling Rogue Tariff. And fun fact about me is I love dinosaurs. Dinosaur. I like dinosaurs. <laughs> I like I like trains. I like trains. <laughs> All right, Michelle. Uh, I'm Michelle, and I'm playing Blixenix, and she is a gremlin. Uh... She is an artificer battlesmith, and a fun fact about me is I like dandelions. Another interesting fact is Gremlins is a homebrewed race um, that we're going to explore together in this podcast. So moving on to our last but not least player, Ariel. I'm Ariel. I'm playing a... High Elf Warlock named Osman. Interesting fact about myself is my favorite color is red. Very because interesting. It's the color of your enemy's blood? Yes. Sweet. Specifically yours. Well, we're going to enjoy this podcast <laughs> then. Wow, wait, wait, what? Oh, I'm going to murder you. That's terrible. I'm going to sleep with one eye open tonight. Right. So, with all our players introduced, it's time to dive into the wonderful homebrew world of Alteris and its surrounding continents. So, as we journey and dive into the wonderful homebrew world, we find first that we are on a dock and a foreign land. This ship is of uh, oriental design. It is beautiful with red velvet sails brandishing a large, odd-looking dragon. We hear a crew of hefty sailors moving large crates and barrels off ships. All of this normal noise at the docks is 
abundantly and abruptly interrupted by a screaming man's voice as he's thrown off of a ship. Oh, shit. We enter Osman as he plummets about 20 feet off of the bow of a ship and into the ocean below at the edge of a dock. Taking three points of damage. <laughs> no, it's water. <laughs> so three points of non-lethal damage. Yeah, yeah. So, Osman, you've just plummeted with your friendly little raccoon critter into the ocean. Here's someone yelling down to you. That's what you get for hiding on their fucking ship! Fuck you! <laughs> you over in the square hear quite a ruckus as you're trying to sell your wares, Tara. Well, I guess I'm just gonna keep selling my wares because I don't <laughs> know what's going on. <laughs> so, you swim to the dock and you pull yourself up. And you find yourself in a strange land. Each of the houses is crafted in a oriental design with clay shingles off of each roof. Very, I'd say about average of two foot, two foot, <laughs> two story tall structures um, with an odd sort of wooden material. Very tiny land over there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Very tiny buildings. Uh, it's a mouse like village. Uh, yeah. Um, you see people wandering the streets in odd garbs. Um, they look almost like skirts, but as they move their legs, they the pant. It looks like large pants. They, the skirt is divided into two different legs, and they're wearing shirts that the front goes over one another with ties in the front, and just all these odd, odd garbs. What would you like to do? Come, Winslow. Let's find a warm place to dry off. Fucking assholes here. So I'm gonna search for a nice sunny area Okay. that I can dry off. Okay, uh, well, as you're looking around the city center, you find that in the town square, there is um, a very bright and sunny patch next to the fountain. Now, as you're walking in from the docks, you see that the buildings, it's very similar to back home, where it's a large street, <clears throat> buildings on either side. There's a large, beautiful fountain in the center. Uh, in the uh, the fountain itself is a depiction of some sort of snake-like creature with wings, and there's water protruding from its mouth, and there's there seems to be some sort of urn or vase at its base. People are throwing coins and things into the fountain. People are wandering around, chatty Cathy style, and you find yourself slumped up against the edge of a building okay. staring into the city. Yeah, I'm just gonna keep my eye out. Watch everybody. Okay. So we'll go to you then, Tariff, as you're trying to peddle your wares. There's a gentleman 
interested in the spoon you have. Ah, yes, the spoon. Yes, it's called the wooden spoon of digging. Ah, digging, you say? Yeah, helps you dig faster. Oh, boy, I I could sure use that for my job. I tell you, it's, it's quite a, quite a heavy heavy duty I carry trying to dig all them graves. Oh yeah, this will help definitely. How much for it? Hmm. Look like you're an honest man. How much you got? Because <laughs> that's how you started yeah. bargaining. <laughs> so you how much you like, got? How much money you got? Uh, well, tell me how much it's for. How much it's for? How much he sold you for? Mm. See, ten gold pieces. It's quite a steep price for a spoon. Why, how much do you think it's worth? I probably wouldn't give you more than two silver. But I mean, this is the spoon of digging. Yeah, but I haven't seen it in action, so I'll... I mean, give me a demonstration! No, 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 there's no demonstrations. I'm gonna need you to roll for that one. What do I need to roll? <laughs> Sounds like a terrible sales. Roll me a. Let's see. Give me a deception. See, this car is a fine car. Nice car. Runs really. That is a crit. Oh my god. Really? (laughs) Did you really get a crit? Yes, I'm looking right at the 20. Oh my god. Alright, well, I guess it wouldn't be. Yeah, it would be deception. Yeah. Um, Alright, this man, he's like. I I could see where you're coming from. Ah. Ooh, right, ah, uh, would you do five gold? Hmm, you drive a hard bargain, but that'll work. Right. So he digs five gold out of his bag and hands it over to you. Yeah, here you go. Here's the spoon. <laughs> Pleasure doing business with you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're all right for a little mouse. No problem. <laughs> he kind of wanders off. No, <laughs> Mom, what about a spoon? If read, it's clearly there's a sign that says no refund. <laughs> I don't tell people that because it's clearly posted. <laughs> no refunds. No refunds. All right. So you've peddled your wares, sir. Um, nobody really seems interested in you at this point. I mean, you're new to here. You you kind of screwed your way onto a ship from Alteris and trained over here because your wares were quite well known for their, um, shall we say, lackluster designs in Alteris. You weren't really getting much business. So you headed over here. Yeah, people don't really seem interested in a small little shop at this point, so... That's fine. What would you like to do? Well, I will try and pedal for a couple more hours till probably gets to evening, then I'll pack up shop and go stay at an inn or something. All right, well, while you're sitting there waiting, we're going to have our other two. She's talking. Hey, no secrets amongst friends. No secret, Miss Answer question. (laughs) All right, what's your secret? What's your secret? What, what were you asking? I'm a magical tinker. Okay. Yeah. He sells magical. Oh, I've never said I've sold magic. Okay. So yeah, you don't know what he, he sells. Come on. I, okay, I'm, well, I'm just saying when I go to meet him, I asked her, I was like, do I automatically sense whether it's magical or not? Is that an ability? Or do I have to roll? And she said she thinks I have to, or she said I have to roll. You'd need to roll, to but it's not, it's, it's not so much of a roll. It's more of a detect magic yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, it's yeah, a, so like said. a zero yeah. level spell detect yeah. magic. Uh-huh. And it's yeah. just like you wave your hand over it, and if it doesn't glow, okay. then... And I do believe like, you as a, what are you, a battle master? Battlesmith. Battlesmith. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe you have detect magic. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, yeah, yeah, you could use, yeah, or do you want to, I was going to say, I'm getting to you guys now. You guys are actually coming out of a shop just around the corner from him. 
So if you guys want to, yeah, you can head that way. You guys are coming out of a shop. You two already know each other because he is one of your tinker objects. You found him in a house, an abandoned house, and you were like, I like it. I'm going to keep it. And he just kind of went with it. <laughs> are they where I can see them? Uh, yeah. Um, coming out of one of the shops from where you're sitting <clears throat> is this small silver goblinoid looking creature. And then, and then a giant eight foot tall suit of armor that you can hear thudding across the ground. Very pyramid like up top. Very bulky. It's uh, it's very heavy. But he's carrying no weapons. And so yeah. he just has like a satchel, like a really like heavy looking satchel at his side. All right, so you'd like to head over there to the mouse link? Sounds yeah. interesting. Let's see what you got. All right, so you head over there. Take it away, guys. All right. So on this table, you will see a deck of cards, a pail, like a water pail, a small needle, a bottle filled with yellowish liquid. What is that? Like orangish yellow. Not, not pea colored. <laughs> it's not pea. That's what no, you're it's, really it's, like, it's like the color of honey. It's like the color of honey. What's the consistency? And then it's pretty strong. Yeah. And then it's there's a small little statue pea as well. It's kind of unmarked. It's deformed a little bit. You know, old. And then there is ten bottles of colored liquid. So, uh, what's the what's the colored liquid? What is it? And they do various things. Very, I, I don't that even, doesn't. I don't even know. Various, that doesn't help. Uh, I mean, various. You got anything magical, property-wise? Uh, that is kind of up in the air. Some of the stuff kind of seems like magic, but it might not be magic. Can I just kind of? wave my hand over the objects and yeah, you're gonna cast detect magic yeah all right none of the objects appear magical in any sort of fashion mm. where are you from little man cross sea <laughs> he's obviously a flim fly man we should just move it on <laughs> and not waste our time with him yeah you don't really have anything that I want it's just a bunch of junk, as well. No, it's not junk. This is not junk at all. <laughs> then what is it? It's stuff, but it's not junk. The, what does the yellow liquid do, then? This this bottle of honey? Yes. Oh, no, it's it's famous. It's not like it does anything specific. See, this is made from the honey of the great Queen Beatrice. She's in the she's a former queen of the gloom mist forest bees. I have no, no knowledge of who this is. <laughs> Uh, what of the colored liquids? What are they? What are they famous for? They're famous for being colored. That's what they're famous for. <laughs> I can make colored liquids all the time when I cook. What's this? Do they do something special? I don't know. You had to drink one in order to see. Also, no, no refunds. So you you sell these things, but you don't know what they do. I researched some of them. Yes, I don't have time to research all You're of them. You're not a very good salesman. So tell me, what do you know about all of like? What do you know? Which ones do what? So this needle here is considered the needle of soul swapping. 
But it's not magic. It's 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 not. It's How not magic. How can it swap souls if there's no magic? In? I don't ask the questions here. I so, just know what it does. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pick up the needle and like stab him with it. <laughs> really? Yeah. I'm gonna pick up the needle and stab him. Yeah, I was just thinking you. All right, go ahead and roll to see if you hit. Um, that would be eighteen. Yep. <laughs> I'll pick it up and just like jab you in the arm. Uh, Ow. <laughs> it seems to me that uh, it is worthless because I'll, you did not I'll, let me explain. I'll let go of it, leaving the, like leaving the needle in your arm. <laughs> it clearly does take effect for twenty four hours. Oh, so in twenty four hours, I'll have your body, and you'll be in this piece of shit armor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> needle, yes. <laughs> right. I don't think I want to be in a little body like yours. Uh, can I pick well, up? Why did you stab me? To see if it works. So, my question for you is: if I uh, if I buy one of these colored liquid bottles, do I have to drink it, or can I just like splash it? How they work? I'm gonna, I want to. I want to open one and then like splash him. <laughs> well, he's got them. I'm assuming oh, on I a table had them of some sort table. or something. Yeah. yeah I wanna so one up when you that. reach for it, what do you do? I'm gonna try and smack her before she. No right, more touching. Roll me. Uh, roll me attack. <laughs> I'm gonna need to make a sign that says no touching. <laughs> no touching. You break it, you buy it. It'll send you the needle. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Do I get my proficiency bonus for that? Mm-hmm. So that is 17. Does a 17 hit your armor class? Yes. All right, so as Ow. you reach in to grab it, he just kind of... Hey! Now touch him. Don't smack me. Well, don't touch my stuff. <laughs> He's right. You shouldn't touch his stuff like this. You and that's why I now have a no touching policy. Exactly. The I just policy was the policy was not in place when when I did it. So no policy, I guess. <laughs> so tonight, in twenty four hours, my new partner. Well, he's not my partner. He. She likes to think she's in control. Of is me. gonna be you, and you're gonna be him. I mean, according to the needle, but that's just what I've been told. Well, maybe one of these. Fake things is your antidote. You don't know anything's fake. These are all real. (laughs) That was convincing. These are all real. (laughs) You're bluffing like crazy. I'm going to need you at this point to roll me for that. For those of you at home, this man is rolling a deception. And you two, sorry, mouse, uh, you two are going to go ahead and roll... Uh, perception to see if you can uh, see wouldn't through it. it. Wouldn't it be insight? insight? Sorry, yeah, insight. I'm I know what I'm talking about. Shush. Sunny patch. That is an insight of 22. 22, okay. Three. <laughs> she believes anything yeah. you can tell her. Yeah, he beat me. Okay. I got 18. Yeah, you can tell. He's, what else he's you got? laughing through us. This is whiskers. It. I would suggest not wasting your time. He is lying his ass off. These little yeah, but maybe there's something I can find for little street urchins just trying to take you for a ride. Locke's not finished. I keep adding to him. He needs something. He needs some. He needs something else. 
Well, colored liquids are not part of little whatever this thing is. I could, I could, I could dye his wings. I could make it a color. I have food dye you could use. Fine, date. Don't give this little <laughs> thing your money. I think it's a mouse. I don't care. Does it have my body? No. So he's worthless to me. I'll see you in 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, you guys take off. As they're getting ready to leave, though, you, uh, Osman, hear a voice in your head. Not again. A familiar voice. Don't buy the burritos. <laughs> they're selling burritos? <laughs> no, I don't sell them. They're way too bad. Could be Osman, go to them. Make them follow you. I have purpose for them. Great. Understood. Where? I'm gonna get uh I'm gonna have Winslow just ride my shoulders. Okay, so Winslow scurries up your back. <laughs> and then I'm gonna follow those two. You two are walking. Are you gonna go stealthily about it? Or Yeah, let me try. Alright, roll stealth. Fourteen. Fourteen? See. Um, okay, so you guys, what, uh, what's your passive perceptions? Um, that would be passive perception of 16 for me. Okay. Okay, so you don't notice it, but you notice some sort of feeling behind you. Like you're almost being watched. I'm going to turn around and whip out my chef's knife. What are you doing following us? Explain yourself now. I don't wish to speak to you. Oh, it's too bad. <laughs> Do I know you? No, you don't. But I saw you interacting with that mouseling. That stupid little thing trying to peddle the junk? I am still not talking to you. It's too bad, like I said. <laughs> talking to me now. What do you mean you... What, a, what you of it? interest me. You say you have not finished some creature. Do you create things? Do you make things? What if I do? Then... Yeah, you can say she creates things, but... Did she create you? No. She has not the talent to create me. Whoever created me is going to die anyway. They stole my body. Who did create you? I don't know. Then but how are you going find to kill them? them? I will kill them. Interesting. Well, I may be a customer. What did they... What... What exactly are you looking for? <laughs> she picked up the French accent. She did. I know. I keep. I keep trying. Not, I keep trying not to. What's he see you want? I mean, talking uh, and then I have to flip it back. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Um, show me what you can do first. See, know. this little creature is confused on which continent she's from anyway. First, she's New Jersey. Okay, we can ditch him. <laughs> I'll take you to my cave. What is this place, anyways? I'm not from here. Who cares? <laughs> wow, he's not friendly. You can just come with me. We'll go to my cave. I'll show you what I what I do. I Bye. Right, you're both starved without me anyway, so salute. I haven't starved for many years. I don't think there's I'm no starved now. There's no point in arguing with him. Let's just go to the cave. So the mouseling just added to his sign. As you guys are talking around, the, like for everybody at home, you can see behind them is a mouseling dipping a paintbrush and then taking it and swiping on the sign. No refunds. No touching. Exclamation point. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys are headed back to the cave. Yeah. All right. Don't mind all my junk. 
So as you three go back to the cave, um, you wander in. Huh? In protest. In protest. You don't don't have to go. Uh, As you wander back to the cave, you notice uh, that you need to roll me a perception check. You as well, since you both live here. You temporarily. You're just using her at this point. (laughs) 18. 18. Perception. Okay. There are a few things overturned here. As in, as you walk in, you've got your cave organized to a gremlin's liking. You know, it's a mess to everybody else's standards, but to yours, you know where everything is. No organization whatsoever. However, the minute you, you leave anytime. The minute you walk in, you see that some of your junk is completely overturned and scattered throughout. Like somebody's been rifling through things. You notice How many times have I told you not to touch my shit? You notice <laughs> that some of your belongings have been rifled through. Some like the non-perishable foods that you had or the fresh veggies. Some of them are even missing. Like you had a nice stack of carrots and half of those carrots are gone. Someone has stolen my food. You worried about food? What about on my parts? Who cares about your giant mess? I had my little section organized and you screwed it up with your projects. I haven't even been in your pot. Your pot, it's over there. My stuff is over here. You touched my shit. Now I can't find the pot. (laughs) How am I supposed to do anything if I don't know where anything is? How do you know where shit is anyway? I have a system. Giant rat's nest of a cave. It's not a rat's nest. I have a system. There's the cave door. Roll me a perception, Osmond. Rat. Eighteen. Eighteen. You hear some clanking coming from further into the cave. Like some pans and stuff being knocked over. Okay, I'm going to cast light on the pan that got knocked over. You hear it. You don't see it. I don't see the pan, so I can't just... Okay, what is the closest thing I can see to that area? There's there's a stalactite. Yeah, tights are down. So, yeah, stalactite. I am casting light. Okay. As you cast it, you hear... And a couple of pitter-patters of footsteps deeper into the cave. Whatever went through your shit went that way. Alrighty, I will... <laughs> I'm just going to lean against the wall. <laughs> I'll draw my knife and go walking back. Okay. Debbie on Nick. We're going to stop right there for you guys. For you. Uh-huh. I need you to roll me a perception. Ah, oh, damn it. I had to touch it. No. It was a touch spell. You yeah, know. you can tell reach it. Yeah, you said you were going to cast it, so I figured you walked up to it and okay. just Are tapped it. I mean, it's not like it's a tiny-ass little one. Ten. <laughs> oh, no dice. Um, I will give you one opportunity to give me an athletics check. Actually, no, sorry. Uh, no, you don't, get, you don't get that opportunity. Screw you, buddy. So, does a 20 hit your armor class? Yes. Okay, so you are bound and bagged. Long gone are the days where people sing about West Virginia as almost heaven. After nuclear war and disease, it's far from heaven now. Far From Heaven, a Fallout 76 story podcast, is a tale of survival, conflict and hope set in the Fallout 76 game world. Join our survivors on their journey to reach that almost heaven once more. Available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon and many other great podcasts and apps. Far From Heaven, a Fallout 76 story, available now. So as you're sitting there, you're finally putting your paint away and you're just chilling, waiting for people to stop. You see this brown bag just go over your head and then it's tied off. At that moment, 
you can't see anything except for a few, a little bit of light from the back. You can feel movement, and you can hear muffled talking. So they just put me in a bag? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're going to slice it? Yeah, slice open the bag. Okay, so you're going to do like a big slice and just drop out? Or? Enough that I can get out, because I, I can fit through tiny places. Okay, so you're going to slice it. The minute you do that, as you get ready to go out, you see a kobold face right in yours. And it... <laughs> Stab him in the face. Roll me an attack. Well, stab him. (laughs) That's terrible. He he startled me so much. (laughs) It's only like an armor class of nine. Nine. (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and say nine. That is not hit. Not hit. So you at it and it just kind of dodges out of the way. And it immediately comes back and cracks you in the face with a club. We're going to see if it hits. Oh, wow. Huh. All right. So we get to introduce the um, crit chart to everyone. (laughs) Sorry, Daniel. I have rolled a natural 20 for the kobold. (laughs) And we are rolling on the crit chart that is available on Dungeon Masters Guild. Um, It is created by the Vulture GM. So, it's pretty awesome. Guess you go check it out. That is an 88, sir. Um, Astute Counter has an immediate action. Attack the same opponent with a dead advantage. Double damage. So, basically, double damage on its roll. And it is a club. So, that's the wrong one. Um, Wow. It really wanted you. 16 points of damage. <laughs> well over half my life. <laughs> so is he dead? No, I'm still alive. Did it kill you? Yeah, so you get a nice little thump on the noggin. Just knock him out. And Whack. push back into the bag. Oh. And this kobold just kind of, you see the claws go through the bag and it kind of clinches where you cut it with a knife. And you guys are still moving. Guess I will bide my time. Because mm. I thought about stabbing that hand. But <laughs> don't want to get hit again. All right. So, folks, if you're going to kidnap somebody, use a chain mill bag. (laughs) Right. So we will go back to you three. You said you were going around the corner. Yep. Okay. Knife in hand. Knife in hand. As you round the corner, the bright light does radiate it enough for you to see. Um, And you see there are six kobolds messing around. One of them is wearing a pot on its head. And it's just kind of... Another one's munching down on, like, steaks and stuff you may have had. Another one's cracking eggs and throwing them down. Like, they're just chilling. And the other one, the one that you startled with the light, is... To the other one. And they all look at you, and panic ensues. They all start scattering. I have knife in hand, and if one gets close, I'm like, slice him. You don't mess around in my kitchen. (laughs) So what are you two doing? I'm leaning up against the wall, not giving a single fuck. <laughs> I'm concerned that I need to save all of my shit. I'm just... Alright, so what are you going to do then? Attack. Alright, so we're going to go ahead and roll for initiatives. Alright, so... 25-20. Uh, okay, 20-15. 15. Okay. <laughs> um... Uh, 15 to 10. Wow, you guys are low. I don't have an issue, so. 10 to 5? 8. Oh, eight. wow. No. We have the same uh, modifier, too. So, so both of you are... <laughs> tag team. 
<laughs> you guys go in any order you guys want, then. Yeah, because I'm going to uh, do something completely different than what you two are doing. All right. So, uh, first up is going to be Gaston. Uh, Gaston will come thumping up to the uh, first one that he sees. Okay. And he's going to try to slice it with his knife. All right. So, go ahead and roll to attack. These things aren't very... It's, it's a kobold, ladies and gentlemen. Everybody knows kobolds. Well, that's a uh, 20 to hit. Oh, is that a nat 20? No. Oh, I'll say another natty? All right. Uh, well, that's a hit. Okay. So roll me some damage. Uh, that's only six points of damage. Oh, it's... Because it's a dagger. It's pretty hardy. You kind of drop it down and cleave into the shoulder and you get him pretty good. He's gushing blood. Um, moving on to the second one, it's going to be the kobold's turn. So they're going to see you cutting one of their friends in half and they're going to decide to... Well, they're going to go ahead and attack you all at once. So that is a whopping... Probably not going to hit, let's be honest. Uh, eight? No. <laughs> uh, no, that's a five. That's even worse. That is a 11. That one is a 12. Hmm. Was that four? Five here. Nope. And the final one. No, none of them hit. They all kind of ting off your armor. They're clawing and using... One's using the pot off of his head and it just kind of... Yeah, they're not They're not getting through to you. Mm-hmm. But you got all six of them on you right now. Good. All right. So that brings us to... Your version, you go ahead. Looks up. Okay. Um, I'm going to use my Warhammer. All right. Let's see this. I do not have a... Well, oh, I'm sorry. I uh, needed to roll a d4, not d6 on that dude. So I'll remember that for next time. Ah, well. <laughs> but it does cause um, three points of bleed. Oh, oh yeah. He's really hurting then. Mm-hmm. All right. What you got, Blix? 14. 14 to hit. That is a hit. Give me some damage. I do not know what my damage is. You don't know what your damage is? No, because it's a magical and you said you were going to look it up. 28 plus your strength modifier. Uh, 12. Oh, yeah. You smashed the tent in. You just straight... And it's just... Right against the cave wall. So that's one down. So there's five left. Um, All right. So that brings us to Osman. Okay. Their backs are turned to me, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Winslow. Go steal some right. of their food. Bring it back here. He kind of scurries off. <laughs> how far away? How far away is Winslow to me? Well, you're preoccupied with the six kobolds right now. Yeah, I know. But remember, I know everything that's going on within six feet of me. Oh yeah, you have the round vision, don't you? You can see all around you. Um, well, roll me a perception then to see if you can, if you're not completely, you know. Would Winslow have to roll a stealth? Nope, never mind. Yep. <laughs> is that a one? Yep. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you can go ahead and roll stealth just for shits and gigs. Because I might fall. Yeah, well, that'd be something. He's the one making all the noise. <laughs> I critted. <laughs> I critted. Yeah, nobody's seeing Winslow. All right. That's a good record. Nobody's seeing Winslow. All right, so that brings us back to the top of the round. Um, Gaston. Gaston um, is... Uh, can I take a move action to, like, throw my knife into a cutting board and whip out, like, and grab a frying pan just smash it across one of the kobold's faces? You want to take your move action yeah. to throw it? Into a cutting board. Like, basically, like, throw the knife into a cutting board. Well, ladies and gentlemen at home, this is where we're going to introduce 
a homebrew rule. It is called Almighty Die. Hmm. So, if you want to do that, you're going to have to roll for it. Okay. So what you have to do is you have to roll an attack to see if you hit the board. And since it sounds cool, I'll let you have the other attack. Mm-hmm. But you're going to have to roll. Do you want to roll my dice or do you want to roll your dice? Um, well, the first roll, I'll roll your dice. Okay, so we're going to bring it. <laughs> For the first roll, I'll roll my dice. Okay. The second roll. You're going to roll my yours. dice? All right, yeah. go ahead and roll, see if you hit. Okay. So this is to go into the board. Natural 19. Natural 19. <laughs> yeah, you. Thwing. All right. So you the want... almighty crit. He's going to take the... Uh... <clears throat> Slam that big table. Oh. Natural 20. Oh, well, what well, imagine that. Natural. <laughs> Naturally, it's a natural 20. Naturally, it's a natural 20. So uh, now I get the D6 damage from mm-hmm. the again. And you got a natural 20, so that's a... That's and, a percentile dice. Um, since I'm using a frying pan, my ability gives me an additional D6 for damage. Mm-hmm. And the target's going to be stunned for a round as he gets clocked by a big, heavy cast iron frying pan. <laughs> so, three, nine, give me a second. And that's the first one you attacked? Yeah. That's the, the first turn? Yep, plus my only attack, just like... Well, uh, I need you to roll me a percentile, too, because we need to figure out what you're going to do on the great hit table. Oh, that's right. 18. 18. Guarded strike, plus two AC for one round. No ones or twos on damage dice. Nice. Uh, so altogether, that is 17 points of damage. Uh, yeah, you obliterate the first one. As you smash it with the frying pan, its head just smashes into the cave wall, and just you see blood splatter. Mm-hmm. And you pull the frying pan back, and it's just goop. <laughs> and the whole time, he is, like, profusely yelling in uh, French. I don't speak French. <laughs> He's like, that's all you hear is somebody yelling in French and like, boom. <laughs> all right, that brings us to them. They're going to see two of their people being creamed. So they are going to be a little bit more overzealous. Uh, that's a natural 20. So let's see what they get. Oh, 15 for them. Let's see. You're incapacitated for one round. Uh, Incapacitated? You trying to look at how it means? Yeah. Well, I'm going to bring out my handy-dandy little DM cheat sheet. Incapacitated. For everyone, incapacitated means you may not make actions or reactions, so you cannot move or attack for one round. And they are going to get their natural attack here. Uh, that is, nope, can't get two on damage dice for the next round. Can't get one on damage dice for the next round. So it's six points of damage to you as it takes the frying pan it was holding in its hand and smashes you in the helmet. Kind of dents in the side. The next one is going to attack you as well. There's only four left. Uh, does a, I believe, yeah, 18 hit? Nope. Oh, because I got uh, that Nope, that is a 12. And the last one's going to attack you, Blix. Uh, does a 17 hit? Yep. Ooh. That one's going to hit you for a whopping... Uh, that is six points of damage. 
as it brings out a dagger and just kind of shanks you in the side with it. And that brings us to Blix's turn. Oh, uh, you're hammering. 15. 15. Yeah, that is a hit. Smash him. Three. Three? Mm-hmm. Okay, it's still up and kicking. You smash it with the hammer, but it kind of kind of grazes the cheek. It still catches it. It's a pretty good hit, but nothing major. Um, brings us to Osmond. 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 Is Winslow still gone? Yeah. Okay, I am holding my action. Just watching. Okay. Uh, brings us back to Gaston. Um... Well, I'm incapacitated for this round. Oh, yeah, that's right. I was also looking up whether or not I could be incapacitated since I'm, you know... Animated suit armor? Yeah. Oh. Doesn't say anything about that, so. No, kind of constructs can still be incapacitated. They cannot, however, be susceptible to disease and poison. Um, but on that note, we're going to introduce our next intro to combat as three kobolds come waltzing in carrying a bag that is rustling. And they kind of stop and look at you guys and look at the chaos you guys have caused, and they go... Oh. And then they just drop the bag, take off. As the bag drops, you thump onto the ground. <laughs> is this where, like, I am? Mm-hmm. Like, right next to you. They see you. They see the chaos that's ensuing down the way, and they're like, nope, nope. So they drop the bag and take off. It's you. Yeah, I'm going to come up out of the bag. My option to go. Yep. Uh, what do I see around me? Next to you is the high elf. Um, and to the side of you, just, like, behind you, you hear rustling around behind you. And you take a look, and it's the raccoon rustling through things. And then in front of you is the animated suit of armor that's, he's basically, he's got like a splattered kobold next to him. He's got one that's cleaved in half or almost in half that its head is splattered. And then he's fighting two others or three others, sorry. And she's just smashed one with a hammer. So I'm really going to pick myself up off the ground and brush myself off. <laughs> okay, so that brings us to their round. And on their round, a green fire erupts around them and completely engulfs them in a matter of seconds. As you hear their screams of torment and pain, as quickly as the fire erupted, it completely collapses and disappears. And they are left in nothing but a pile of bone and ash, seared, charred bone. And all of you turn to look in the direction of the exit of the cave, and you see a dark cloaked figure brushing his hands together. And he says, My, what an interesting little group. There'll be time for questions later. Now, I see it as I have paid my respects and given you, shall we say, a advance in my payments. I have a job for all of you. If you choose to accept it, I have 3,000 gold to be dispersed amongst you. And uh, what exactly do I need with gold? Uh... Well, if it's not gold you're after, I'm sure I could accommodate you with something else. Can you bring me my body? By chance. So I may have my own body back again and kill the man responsible for stealing it from me in the first place. (laughs) One item of payment for one completed task. That is how it goes. So you may not have your cake and eat it too. It's either your body or your vengeance. Your choice. But either way, whatever payment you may request, it will be yours. I just need one tiny little favor. Limit. I need you all to travel to Keita City. Pay a visit to our friendly little emperor of the north. Give him this gift. And he kind of holds out his hand and you see this green fire materialize and disappear. And inside is a tiny little chest with a little lock on it. Now the lock, as you guys have stepped closer now, I'm assuming, 
has odd, archaic, arcane-like ruins. Ruins. <laughs> ruins. Uh, but nothing like you guys have seen before. And he hands it to you. So as you take it in your hand, you feel you feel cold. And that's odd for you. Because it has something you haven't felt since you were flesh and bone. He says, take this to the Emperor, and we shall call our little deal complete. Fail, and I will reap your immortal souls. I'm quite famished. Osman, see to it that our friends are well adjusted and accommodated for their journeys ahead. Understood. Don't fail me. Have I ever? You you have brought this uh, this man into here. Who is he? I haven't brought him here. He has brought me here. Well, he seems to know you quite well. As he should. Then who is he? Does it matter to you? Well, if he's telling me to deliver chest to emperors and You're I getting your reward for it, aren't you? That's all you need to know. How do we know we can trust him? Does it matter? You get your reward for doing a task. That's all you need to know. And uh, what do you get out of this deal? It's not your business. And on that note, <laughs> he turns and a green mist disperses across the cave and collapses and he's gone. And on top of that, he farted when he left. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, and on that note, we're going to end the episode here. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. We had a blast playing, um, and we'll be back uh, with a new episode. So thanks, guys. Hey, everybody. It's the Almighty Crit. Just want to let you guys know you can get a hold of us on our Twitter, Bumbling4, and the Almighty Crit Facebook by the same name. And our email address is almightycrit at gmail.com. Intro and outro are by Joseph McDade. Check them out in the link below. Patreon to come soon. All right, guys. Catch you later. Hi, I'm Firewriter, and I'm the host of The Pixel People, a podcast dedicated to taking a close look at our favorite characters from our favorite video games. From major characters who define the course of a game's storyline, to smaller characters who you might have never noticed. Every week, we go beyond the quest line to examine a particular character's story arc and choices, and discover the real-world parallels and life lessons hidden just below the surface. I hope you'll join us. You can find the Pixel People on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere else you listen to podcasts.